All right. Wake up, listen up, and keep up. It's what your man still been saying. Nay, and my boy Cliff, we are here to bring you some morning updates of the week's past. Why not? Let's get into it. Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. She is all in our thoughts, but not as many thoughts as possible. Right now, if it, to be honest, if it was a guy, if it was an NBA player, if it was a male professional athlete, we would be going bonkers right now. We would be like, get him free. We'd have t-shirts, free Wheezy. But no, no, unfortunately, it is a, it is a woman, a, a person of the homosexual uh, community. And also she got caught with a controlled substance. So let's read the article real quick. Uh, Brittany Griner, she is, a again, a WNBA player on the uh, Phoenix Mercury. She also was a standout at Baylor in college. Decorated athlete. MVPs, championships. She's the best. She's one of the best. She's one of the actually top five players in the league. And uh, she, unfortunately, the WNBA players, they get a fraction, even though they are run by the WNBA. I mean, sorry, they are run by the NBA. The NBA funds them. But they don't create the same equity. They don't create the same marketing opportunities. As a matter of fact, a WNBA player, I forgot what her name was, she got a MVP trophy or she got a, I forgot, some type of trophy. And she went on the awards and she said, the top five athletes are black. The top five in our sport in the WNBA are black. And they are the least covered. So whenever someone, even if they're mediocre, she mentioned that too. She said, I'm not even that good. Oh, that was another thing. That was another player. They were like, she blocked the WNBA on her Instagram because they kept covering her. And she said that she wasn't worthy. She was like, she showed her stats and she showed other women, black athletes, their stats. And she was like, that's who you should be covering. And it's been a big deal, by the way. I heard this on ESPN Daily podcast um, and it was associated with the Brittany Griner story also. And, and they made that same caveat. They made that same case. So anyway, so she gets paid so little, even though she's a top athlete, top world athlete she has to go make a separate vertical income in russia and mind you russia treats her with like a celebrity like the celebrity that she is actually probably more than the united states her country of origin so to make a long story short to wrap it up she was over there on her regular business performing for the masses and she had she had a weed pen she's american it's getting legalized in state to state it's like i think it's a i think it's legal in at least 12 states right now and um, yeah, get with the program. But Russia is not down with that whatsoever. Russia is one of those countries that is very draconian when it comes to drug laws. And so they found not only a, a vape pen, they found hashish oil, which is a little bit more of a controlled substance when it comes to over here. I don't know about the whole show. I don't know about Nay and Cliff. I believe that drugs should be totally legal. I'm with Portugal. I'm for decriminalization. I don't understand. I think it's been racist all this time. But anyway, she got caught with that. So now she has been detained illegally by Russia. And Russia has been very silent. They have siloed her. They have silenced her. They have not let anybody talk to her, including her partner, her wife. And um, it took a long time to get a phone call. The Biden administration is trying to negotiate. But technically, U.S. policy, we don't negotiate with terrorists. But they're not terrorists at the moment because we haven't dubbed them that. We're trying to, by the way. Um, the United Nations is trying to label Russia a terrorist organization because of all the, the violence that they're causing in Ukraine. Um, war should not be an option. And uh, they're using her as a prop, basically. They're taking this court thing and they're making the process, which is you no know, media press, 
guilty until otherwise like they don't care about justice like that it's justice to them is just carrying it out it's not pleading for your case they don't really care about that kind of stuff and as we pointed out on the show cliff was saying 99 percent success rate making people guilty it's true it's true it's not even just like taking a plea deal it's literally being guilty and yeah they are really behind on that and uh britney got caught up in that and so the rumor is is that they're trying to exchange hostages they're using this as leverage they're going to make her a guilty plea they're going to make her a prisoner officially because right now she's just detained and uh when they make her a prisoner then they can exchange another prisoner so it's just a guys that was a lot guys what do you think there you go no. It really sucks because I, I think about it in the sense of kind of like you were saying, the WNBA is not paid the way that they should be. They don't get the recognition that they should get. And so she's going over to Russia, I'm assuming, as like, okay, this is a, another way to uh, make money, um, get the notoriety and all these things. And she's American. So she's going, I can't tell you how many times I've been like on my way somewhere and reached in my pocket and been like, oh shit, like I'm not supposed to have this. Or, you know, go to the airport and switch my luggage around and this luggage probably has something that ain't supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like when you're used to, we as humans are creatures of habit. You're used to living a certain way, certain things are allowed, certain, you know, and then you go to another country or another place and it's not acceptable. And now it's like this whole big old thing, which sucks because the rules there are just so different than here. And it's kind of like she she had it. So by their standards, this is wrong. But then you look at where she came from and the understanding of standard and it's like, I'm torn. I'm torn. I feel really bad about it, though, because it's 10 years. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I understand, I don't even think it was like a 80 percent THC pen or anything like that. I've been trying to, like, verify this, but I think it was mostly a CBD pen. And a lot of athletes use CBD, you know, for recovery and things of that nature. But I mean, you know, the things that are legal here, even as far as, uh, you know, like CBD can have a certain amount of THC. But once it goes over that level, it's also, you know, illegal in some states. But in Russia, I don't think it could even have like the completely refined, broken down version of THC where it's such a little amount, you know. So, wow. yeah. So, I mean, at this point, you know, like we were talking earlier, they're saying it might have to be a barter situation. You know, like we said, one percent of cases end in acquittal. So it's probably going to end up having to be, um, you know, a, a prisoner trade at some point. You know, as far as the WNBA players not getting paid as much, a lot of that does have to do with revenue split. It just doesn't generate as much either. So whether that's a marketing thing, whether that's a promotion thing, they need to figure out how to market it better and where to market it. You know, so so, you know, get those stadium, you know, get the stadiums full, you know, get 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 TV rights expanded, you know, do other things for the athletes. You know, maybe there's other things they could do from a promotional level you know, to put more uh, more food in the WNBA players' mouths, you know, if it's not going to be the actual salaries. But, 
Yeah, it's a sad yeah, situation. Yeah, but you gotta, and they made they made that point during the podcast, and they've made that point plenty of times. And that not that you're doing this, but a lot of people use that as a crutch of why they shouldn't get paid that way. You're not putting in those in the situation. They're literally not doing that. They're literally not, and not just the WNBA players. Like I said, the black WNBA players are literally getting the microcosm of that. So mm-hmm. when the WNBA, they have the same problem as the NBA. The NBA does not give the same opportunities to have those marketability opportunities. So then the same in the same breath, the WNBA does it on a lowered level and they go, well, the black athletes are not are going to get that kind of same treatment. So it's just about having an equal opportunity clip. We will never know how much the WNBA could re- to could bring uh, peak revenue if we're not going to if so especially the, the NBA if they're the ones doing most of the finance. I remember when David Stern was uh, was running the venture, he said that the WNBA at the time was making a negative. It was a negative profit, and they were the ones just funneling in the money. Right. But the NBA did that in the beginning and like they did all types of things to market people. Why are they again? Why Brittany Griner? Why does she not get the LeBron treatment? Why does she not get like the whole Nike shoe? Yes. That's where Why does Sue Bird? Why does Sue Bird not start in Space Jam? Why it like these are huge, huge marketing, like you said, revenue opportunities. They're just not given to the WNBA players at all. They're not even considered. So I remember when Michelle Rodriguez, she said um, something very interesting. This is movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm hopping the genre. But she made a good point, And I still disagreed with her, even though she made a great point. She goes, these Marvel movies, a lot of people want us in them. A lot of people want people of color in them. Go make your own. And I was like, okay, I get that. But the same thing. Yeah, go make your own. Go start an indie. There's not going to be that much money in it. Great. You're going to be original. But... Imagine white men only getting the opportunity to play Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. That's huge money. And that's huge ways in contract negotiations. If a woman goes in there, she's not going to have Spider-Man under her belt. She's not going to be able to like leverage a conversation with a movie studio and be like, oh, well, I should be able to get this X and that. Well, you didn't play Spider-Man. Well, you're never going to let me play Spider-Man. So how am I ever going to have equal footing in this conversation if you're never going to let me have the opportunity? So that's yep. in the, for me. I don't know if that went off, but I, I feel like the same thing with WNBA and the soccer. They went the way that I'm going. They said, well, not only were they winning more, but they were like, that, that was the thing. They were like, we win way more than the men. What's going on here? Where we don't get the same equipment. We don't get the same travel um, accommodations. So like, you're not even treating us like the better product. How are we ever going to make that kind of money? So they brought that all to the table. Now they do now that now it's completely equal pay. Doesn't matter like who brings in the marketing bucks. You just let it go from there. Yes, capitalism should take place when it comes to yes. like marketing success. But in this situation with sports, with Title IX and all that kind of stuff, it's just it's just very skewed in a different direction for it to to like just treat it like a marketing ploy. Yeah, equal equal pay that you know that won't ever work between the WNBA and the NBA as now because <laughs> that just wouldn't happen at the moment. But hopefully the W I'm thinking the WNBA, if it could stick around, right. As, as, cause you see the female athletes, just like male athletes getting more and more athletic, you know, more dunks here and there popping up. And I think as that stuff continues to evolve in the WNBA and it's more flashy and, you know, I think there is a chance if it sticks around that it could definitely increase. 
But like I said, I think the outside of the basketball revenue opportunities is where they need to focus on. Get these women paid for other opportunities out. If you can't, okay, the, the, the stadiums aren't getting packed enough. The TV revenue isn't enough. Well, then figure out other ways so they don't have to go to Russia and play a basketball game for some oligarchs and then get arrested for CBD. You know what I mean? I have you a know? question. I have a question. <laughs> um, a lot of people know my opinion on unisex sports, so I'm not going to bore anybody with that. I believe that all sports, I think it's segregation, to be honest. I think that yeah, no. people are very used to segregation of skin color and they get upset about it. They go, don't segregate sports based on pigment. But for some reason, when it comes to women, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah, we got a women's league. We got a That's like totally okay. But I'm in the minority with that. There's a lot of women who are like, no, like, how are we going to, you know, how are we yeah. going to make money or how are we like, if we join leagues, blah, blah, blah. So that's why I'm going to ask Nay. Nay, how do you feel about it? if we started today or even back in time? Like if we were just like, we, we reversed course and we were like, and we said sports, we all participate. Why are we, no male, female? I don't know who started that, but like, we just were like unisex sports. Would you agree with that? Okay, good. Fuck no. <laughs> and I say that because it's, it wouldn't be fair. Like literally speaking and looking at just the physical makeup of men versus women, it's not the same. I don't care how hard a woman trains, how much she eats right and whatever the case may be, her body will not genetically look or match up with a male uh, teammate. Like, it wouldn't be fair. I think that is the whole reason why there is a male and a female league of all different things. Not to say that we're not capable as women, but it's not the same. Like, it just, I just don't think it would be fair. Um, I mean, maybe if it was like men and women on this team and then men and women on this team. So now you've got like a balance thing going on. But just I, I just feel like women should compete against women because the of uh, just a physical thing, not even like I don't even know where else to go with that other than like like when we look at now how they have oh, we just talked about we weren't going to do this, but I'm going to touch it just a little bit. The transgender um, folks that are moving into sports and competing, you know, trans women being able to to compete with natural born women or whatever. I don't know what the politically correct term to use is. And I don't, you know, whatever, but it's not the same, you know, and even when it's, they uh, are, it's cis, it's cis born women. And uh, if you're, if you're saying that you only believe that women that are born as women, it's called turf. That's uh that's what uh JK Rowling is not to say that you should be labeled as her, but. Okay. Yeah, so, turf is so, a, turf, turf, hold on one second. No, turf is a is a nonsensical term. Just because you have thought processes, you shouldn't be labeled as like against a group just because you have opinions that aren't of the group's leadership. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's not, well, I guess, lack of a better term. There is no like other yeah. term to like question that. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that yeah. she is that. I said that's why she's not labeled that. But like right now, the term for that is turf. It means that you only yeah. believe that there is two sexes. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you are saying that. I'm just saying right. the, the, the thought. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that when you are trans, you still are not like born how I was born. So it's different, period. And period. so like, I just don't think that that is 
fair when it comes to sports. Um, so I think I personally, if they were like, oh, let's just mix everybody all together. Um, if there was a way to make sure that it was like balanced, then okay, cool. But I feel like having it separated makes a lot of sense just because physically we're not the same. Okay. And I just want to say, I, I don't need to say anything because Nay just said everything I would have said. And I was waiting for her to mention the trans issue in relation to this because that is proof of that. You know, when, when, when a woman is a swimmer, who was like a hundred something in the country. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden she's swimming laps, you know what I mean? And winning. I, I don't, I know she's not like the number one national champion, but she won a championship and never won one as a man. That's proof in the pudding that this should and be. And it separated. was never mentioned until she did that. That's how, that's how much it doesn't happen. So that's why it's so weird that like they focused on that because they don't win at an amazing rate. They don't win more than like other women athletes. That's why it's like a big misnomer. When people use her, Leah Thomas, that's who you're talking about. Um, she was a she was a Ian Forrester. Oh, what's up, Ian Forrester? Thanks for it's my man, Ian. Yeah, good, good brother. What's up, Ian? We love uh live uh listeners. Thank you. Uh yeah, not to say that you're wrong, but like I feel like that's misinformation. Not from you, not from you. I th that's everywhere. And it was again, that was on not this podcast, and it sucks. Sorry, Brittany, that like we we're talking about uh uh I, I guess a person from the community, and we all all of a sudden go to trans, but I guess that's where it went with unisex sports. My yes. thing, and not that we need to end on my thought. We're not going to end on my thought. But this is my my last thought on yeah. this. I don't want to make We need it to be the last thought because we need to move on unless we're doing right. a three-hour podcast. <laughs> but how are you ever going to get there if – so 10,000 years of just letting men, first of all, just play sports alone and not have any women in there until Title IX. That, that only happened 50 years ago. We just celebrated the anniversary of that. So we had to force sports to let women in. So that's only 50 years of participation. So are you really that shocked? And I know none of us are scientists or physicists, but are you really that shocked that women are not physically capable at the moment when you just held them back for 10,000 straight years? Like you'll, we'll never know if they were able to participate from the dawn of time of what they could have been capable. And then on top of that, I'm not saying average people. Yeah. But on top of that, average people do do that. There are people who play co-ed, kickball, co-ed soccer, co-ed um, volleyball, albeit a lot of it is uh, recreational, but they still do it. So if I'm, I'm talking about the top, top athletes. I'm talking about like literally the top of the WNBA. Those are the ones that would compete with the top of the NBA. For me, you guys, you're probably convinced, but for me, I think Lisa Leslie can go down with, well, prime Lisa Leslie. I don't think she'll beat LeBron, but I don't think she's going to get like hurt. I don't think that like if LeBron, like I think she's been training all her life too. And I think if she's she's definitely um, going down dirty with some really <laughs> in the WNBA. They have three hundred pound women. They have seven footers and stuff like that. She didn't get hurt. She didn't break anything. So I think that's and I agree with you though. Testosterone and estrogen. Yes, we have women have firmer bones, all that kind of stuff. But also, we've also evolved. We used to be primal. We used to be on all fours. So I think women, if you put them in sports long enough, that's my point. I feel like they can evolve. I feel like at one point in a hundred years from now, we're not going to be able to see it. But like you just said, they weren't even dunking in games before they weren't allowed to flip. And it, it took years for them. Once they were allowed to. No, no, no. Most weren't capable. Brought them there. Most, were, most weren't capable. We have to be honest about it. Most You're women were not capable of dunking. That's a fact. Again, they, the were, they were allowed in college. 
Vin, they were allowed in college and they didn't dunk in college often because they were 50 not. years as opposed to 10,000 years. <laughs> no, I get your point. Your, your, your point could be a valid point. Like if you give more opportunities for women to compete with men over generations, there might be more women that could compete with men. But since the dawn of time, men have been the hunters. Men, have, it's like it's like millions of years of genetic makeup that have well, went decided that not women. Women didn't like go to the meeting and be like, "Yeah, I want you to be the hunter gatherer, and I want to stay home." I don't think that was the, yeah, like the way it went I don't down. Think they took a straw vote. It was it was violence. It was always violence that kept women yeah. in check, and that's and now we're advanced from that. And now that yeah. we're able to do things with decision making, we should women should have a seat at the table with that that's that's my the point. only thing the only thing to keep in mind is that men would also be evolving while the women were evolving at that time that's so, fine that's fine you have to let it happen though you can't that's the same thing with like um not the same exact bro, thing but bro, Vin, if, if, if they put the top five women nba players versus the top five nba players right now it would be like 100 to 50 bro okay it, great great you, know I mean? you gotta let it happen you gotta let it happen you can't just like oh great like <laughs> You got to let it happen one day. Otherwise, we're still going to be stuck in these conversations. Same thing with like, yeah. look, look at acting. Look at acting. Women don't act different than men, but yet there's a different, there's a woman actor, actress for the best actress, and there's a best male actor. Like I said, segregation with sexes is just, it's just like matter of fact. It's just like whatever. It's just whatever. But when we, when we have these conversations of pay equity, we get, we get all like surprised because they literally take women and separate them any chance they get so they can't get the same pie. Certain situations, I fully agree. I think sports is the main place where. So where can women, where can women make more money? In I think in act, I, th I think your point with acting and all that, I think like it fully applies there. I think, you know, so when are women or just men always going to be better in sports? Like that's just going to be the, like, that's just always going to be a thing. And they're just going to always make more, more, more money than uh, women. I think the money piece comes down to being understanding that that ha should not differentiate between male and female. Like there, there are some, LeBron's of the WNBA, just like there is LeBron in the NBA who gets paid all of this money. So pay the the women that are doing numbers like that with the women, how y'all pay him. Like Yeah, yeah, not necessarily the same amount of money, but uh but a higher percentage compared to the women that are on the lower levels. Is that what you're saying? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm making if I'm doing great at what I do, then I should be paid for being great at what I do, not in comparison to my counterpart that is great at what he does. Like we, we in two different lanes. That's right. cool, but pay me like y'all pay him. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think everyone I like that better it. to be honest. I, but again, yeah. I'm always going to believe in unisex sports, but I, but I'm not the rule of country. And I also wouldn't want to force people like you, Nay, you're a woman. So I wouldn't be like, yo, everybody just get in unisex sports. Cause that's the way I feel about it. So, but I definitely appreciate a solution like that. Right. Yeah. I got two daughters. I don't want to see either one of my daughters get body slammed by a dude, but you know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> let's move on to this uh, to, to this other situation here. Okay. Did you, and, did you uh, always want me to start it off? Or? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. And you sure there you go. Maybe I'll do it here and there. But all right, yeah. let's get a little politics. We were getting a little geopolitical, a little sports with Brittany Griner. Thank you for that. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, depending who you are, like if you are extremely conservative, this was probably the best session of your lives. Like you got everything you wanted for Christmas. 
And uh, if you're extremely liberal, this was devastating. If you're a moderate, I don't know. I don't know where you are with all this. I don't know. Like maybe like nothing bothers you about this. But um, the EPA, again, if you're into the environment, which is funny, the Trump family, and I hate to talk, I hate to bring them up, but um, the the sons in particular, they used to be very big into environmentalism. And then, of course, that doesn't really coincide with uh, with the conservative brand. They're not really into the environment like that. They're not. They they break all rules just to have corporations do whatever they want. Why wouldn't they? Like Walmart wouldn't be able to make paper if they weren't like just bulldozing trees like whenever they wanted to. Um, eminent domain for places like Yellowstone are in threat because of this. Because where's the where's the where's the the line? So again, the EPA is the separate entity that controls the environment, the Environmental Protection Agency. And so right now the, the Supreme Court just gave the powers back to Congress, which kind of makes sense because Congress, I don't know if anybody knows this, any history majors out there, but Congress was created for interstate commerce. They are the ones that control, like they, like when, yeah, we want everything to be state by state as far as like finances, but in order to find out, like in order to control what's going interstate, like you know, Delaware dealing with Colorado, they had to keep track of that. They had to regulate that. And to be honest, it's intrusive because that is the way that they connected the U.S. Attorney General, and that's how they made the FBI. So that all got in connected with each other because Congress was able to do interstate commerce, which the state does that too, even in your local stuff. Even when you're in a local town, there's a chamber of commerce that's what Congress is. They're like just an advanced version of that. They literally control all the finances of what we do. And to be honest, it's a little illegal because like we were never supposed to do that. The forefathers never wanted to centralize any of that kind of stuff, including whatever. That's like a whole different conversation. But anyway, so the EPA, separate entity, and usually it is not as political, even though a person from the red or blue, they usually do put someone in there that is in their political favor. Same thing with the FCC. We mentioned that before. Trump put in someone that was a little bit more right-leaning, and he took away the protections for, I believe, what was it? It was, um, it was uh, making the internet a utility. Um, I forgot what the actual uh, name of it was called, but like, if you're conservative, you want the industry to be able to make that a premium service. If you're a liberal, you want to make online the internet, all of it, just like running water, just like running electricity. That's what a utility is. A utility. Not on a monopoly board. So uh, right now, that eh, I'm not saying it's a huge blow. I, I know like if you're liberal, like you take it like, ah, but it just means that it's more in a political hand. It, it never wasn't devoid of political anyway. But right now, it just seems like it's going to be a little bit more political going forward. What do you guys think? Nay, nay, second in charge. Nay, nay. This was this stops this stop this gives credence to corporations to just do whatever they want. They do not have to watch their emissions, and that this goes against the Paris Accord. This goes against anything for climate activists. Now the corporations they do not have to check this anymore, and the EPA will not regulate them on this anymore. Sorry, I didn't get into that. Go ahead, guys. Vince knows this about me because we've had this conversation before when it comes to the whole like politics and stuff I I feel like this is not a good decision that has been made and that's just you know like 
there has to be something, some things that are regulated outside of Congress. Like everything in our lives cannot be left in the hands of the politicians. Like I feel like this takes away from this country is supposed to be about us, the people, and how we see things and how we govern things. And we really lose a lot of that control. We're ushering into a, a, a space where it's no longer gonna gonna be a democracy. Well, it's not really anyway, but you know, um, it, it's gonna be that like they're not gonna be able to hide behind that anymore because more and more we're moving into a space where everything is governed by the government, and it's like I, I don't think that that I don't think that we should do that. And when it comes to like. <sighs> What you just said just kind of like made my head start hurting a little bit. Like these <laughs> these corporations are now not going to have to like govern how they do what they do in regards to the environment. This, this, yeah, the, this 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 planet is deteriorating already, and this is going to speed it up. Personal opinion. Yeah, I'll give the, space for Cliff. Go ahead, Cliff. Yeah, the, the danger of it is the fact that Congress, one way or another, is always owned by somebody. Whether it's you know uh, the the corporations doing the pollution, whether it's the corporations fighting the pollution and maybe over fighting the pollution. One way or another, Congress is owned. The EPA isn't quite as owned by lobbyist groups as Congress. So that's where I feel this could be very dangerous for, uh, you know, the planet moving forward. But once again, just like, you know, even though and when we won't get into the abortion thing, but just like it's not like simple and, and, and closed and shut. Like, OK, this is what they did now. This is bad for the environment. It just means now. Congress has the right to make the decision like the states have the right to make the decision with abortion. The abortion thing, obviously, Vin, we pretty much agree on that. But I'm saying it, it just the point is don't sound the fire alarm because it doesn't mean that there's no protections. But we can't trust these people. So, you know, what I mean, that, that's the bottom line, you know? Yeah. And if you guys don't mind, I don't think we have too much on this. That's why. Uh Yeah, I, I agree with both of you, by the way. I think there should be a balance. I never think this. uh First of all, I always believe that this country is a mixed economy. I never thought that this, and I like capitalism and I like socialism. I love them both together. And I know what that looks like because that's this country. Anybody that thinks that this country has ever been all socialist is wrong. Anybody thinks, well, because we would be communists, that's the full blown version of socialism. <laughs> and, uh, but a lot of people get that mixed up. A lot of people think that like, you know, anything socialist is communist. It's not true. And then the same thing with capitalism. A lot of people think that like everything about that is just like predatory, but it's not, it's not like if we all started with the same equity, capitalism is beautiful. And so again, I think a lot of people think it had misconstrued that like the government has always come to our rescue. It's not true. It's not true. Private industry is awesome too. Private industry has made big strides. NASA used to not be, um, no, sorry, not NASA. That's a bad example, but there's many private institutions that have made great strides, but unfortunately, it has to be in check. It has to be in check. So sometimes private industry has to keep government in check. And sometimes government has to keep it in check. Anytime each one has more power than the other, 
is no good. So I just like anything, it needs balance. So let's move on. If, unless anybody has things to add to that. No, I think uh, I think that's pretty much puts the nail in that one. Yeah. All right, and we're about the unfortunately not to kick a, a, a an R and B singer in the dead horse, but uh, R Kelly, R Kelly. Sorry, Miss Ignition. Uh, I'm a. By the way, we were talking about this pre-show um, separating the the uh, the artist, and I agree. I agree. Uh, but it's hard. It's hard because a lot of their persona has to do with their marketability. Their brand has to do. Because again, if, if R. Kelly was just singing gospel at a church, this would not be news. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that like, you know, he has a, he's just, he's great. He's an icon, like as far as a stage presence, as far as a stage presence. But now, even when this was happening on, uh, what was it called? What was the documentary called? I forgot. It, it, what, surviving then, R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. How, to be honest, how did I forget? Because I felt like we all survived. <laughs> 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 and it was nasty. Oh, my God. Especially the first three episodes. Like, that's where I feel like that was really good. I remember now, now it's coming back to me. Four, five, and six was not that it wasn't serious, but they were more adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it was more brainwashed than it was illegal. <laughs> like, the first three were just illegal, illegal, illegal. Like, Aaliyah. Um, but oh my gosh, and to be honest, I should be in jail. <laughs> I've said this many times when I was younger. The sex tape that came out, it was all over the internet. I watched it, it was all over bootleg on the Ave. We all watched it, and we all found out she was 14. And we're like, <laughs> like the uh, what was that? Uh, uh, my homegirl, uh, Sparkle, that was I think it was Sparkle's uh, niece or something like that. Oh, anyway, um. He rightfully so got 30 years. Uh, aside from him being, again, he's probably the most, he's probably the most accomplished R&B singer of all time. Uh, other than like Marvin Gaye, like I can't think of anybody that like really held it down the way he did in the 90s, 12th play. But right now, I'm giving him too much reason for his music. Right now, we have to go down to where he was a criminal, a criminal. He was not only raping um a a minor that was sparkle sparkle is a famous r&b singer it kind of ruined her career too because she tried to out r kelly over it for many years and nobody believed her the grooming scheme was just so advanced there were people protecting him within his own band he had Aaliyah's family protecting him even to this day there are some people from Aaliyah's family um that are employed by him guitarists the father and they wouldn't participate with the ruling. They wouldn't participate with the documentary. Um, Gladys Knight is Aaliyah's uh, uh, godmother. I've never heard her say anything publicly. Like, who knows? Who knows where, like, all of this, um, all this protection, because it took so long for R. Kelly. He got acquitted the first time when he shouldn't have. He got away with that. But, but also in the documentary, if you see, and Janae said that she saw, and she'll be able to contribute more, uh, we saw that... Like I said, the Aaliyah family was helping and on, uh, and they were the determining factor, actually. They would not confirm, they would not back up the story of Sparkle. They were just like, no, we're not going to help you. We're not going to help you. And that was the determining factor why he got acquitted the first time. Now, because of the documentary and so many other people coming forward, other tapes that they found, the, the prosecution, they were able to nail him. And so he got 30 years, Robert Sylvester Kelly, 50 or 55 years old. He is now officially a sex offender. What do you guys think about that? Very, very packed. <laughs> so I have a really big um, opinion about this 
this conversation. I actually did not watch the documentary. Um, I talked about this before, though. On I lied. My, on my podcast. I'm just aware of it because it was so big. Like, everybody was talking about it. Um, when it comes to uh, Mr. Robert Kelly and any other celebrity, and we were talking about this in the pre-show a little bit, I just feel like there is a difference between the artist and the person, period. Um, him being a child molester and, you know, a rapist and whatever else title uh, we want to give him does not take away from who he was as a musician. I feel like um, his music speaks for itself, like in a time and for, for the culture, like, I still listen to R. Kelly's music because he was an amazing musician. Do I agree with what he has done? Of course not. I think it's terrible. I think that not only him, but all the adults that were involved in covering that shit up should have gotten jail time too. All the people that he was bribing, the the parents, the the whoever else it was so many people that knew what was going on with these minors and they just allowed it to happen um based off of what he could do for them and i think that that in itself is just sick <laughs> like it kind of goes back to and i tell people this all the time guilty by association like if you know that the people that you run with are doing wrong shit and you're not holding them accountable or you're not calling them out or you're not saying nothing, then you're just as guilty as them, even if you didn't take part in the act. So, you know, I, I don't know if 30 years is what it is for what he's done, then he about to do these 30 years and it, you know, it's deserving, but it doesn't take away from his music <laughs> that I still enjoy. <laughs> Listen, he's a he's a legend musically, you know. But I, but I just want to remind everybody of something. The man wrote a song called "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number" in 1994, where he talked about a man that's old dating a young woman. This shit should have been taken care of back then. But you know what's crazy, though? And, and let's really think about it. When you think about our grandparents and great-grandparents, like, this shit was normal. You had them getting married at, like, 15, 14 to Mr. Jim from up the block who was 50 and, like, having kids and, do, you know, like, the mindset back then, that shit was okay. And I can even attest to being in high school, right? And all the guys that graduated years ago and were still living in the city and in the community. Like when they were talking about R. Kelly would go back to the high school, that shit was normal in my hood. Like people, the guys were coming back to the school, praying on the little high school girls. They got the cars, they got the money. You know, this thing was something that was normal uh, to a certain extent. It's not normal. It's crazy, but you know, it was acceptable. And he, did it on a very larger scale because he had the funds to do so. And so it's kind of like, is it wrong? Is it bad? Is it, you know, I don't agree with it at all. And that's not what I'm saying. Um, But when you think about just like the mindset behind it, it was kind of normalized 
um, with the age difference. Now, the tying people up, holding them hostage, all of that other stuff. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the age difference and him preying on the younger women. Like, that seemed to be a thing back then. Yeah, well, that's for sure. And I don't know uh, what's our, you know, age difference. But, yeah, I've talked about this before. Like, I mean, when I was in high school, I can't tell you All how right, many I mean interrupt. I just want to thank Bleed for his commentary. Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bleed, Bleed and my man Griggy are killing it right now with, with the comments. <laughs> my man Scruff, that's Griggy. But, uh, but yeah, you know, like, same thing in my era. I wouldn't say normal. I think you, you, you got back to it a little bit after that. Normalized. I don't think it was ever normal. But it was normal. Well, normal is like, uh, uh, like, all right, when we look back on it, do you think it's okay? We say no, right? So I would say that makes it not normal. Whereas normalized means it was happening at that time and it was normalized within a time frame or time window. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think, but this is one thing I want to point out though. This is, a, I think this is an important thing because we talked about this the other day too. Let me pull this up right here. No need to separate it. His music is made for grooming. And that's why I think with R. Kelly, it's a little harder to separate than with Cosby because he literally made music about sexual acts. And if you're going to tell me he was never thinking about 14, 15 year olds (laughs) during those songs, you know, that's why I think it's a little harder to separate R. Kelly from the art than Cosby per se. But I do agree at the same time, there is a separation, especially when you have a love and appreciation for an artist as well. So, you know. But am, fuck I, am I allowed to? Am I allowed to uh, touch yeah. on both your? Uh, oh, sorry. That, no, pause on that. Touch on both your parts, <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> so, I'm of age. I'm of age. I'm of age. Yeah, okay. okay. But I still gotta ask for his consent. Consent is sexy. Yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I I agree with a lot of your points, but I do sway a little bit to cliffside a little bit because um, aging nothing but a number is one of them. Um, what's the other one? There's so many songs where like he talks about young people and it's just like, um, what's uh seems like you're ready? Like they even talked about it in the documentary. They were talking about, I was like, so yes, he's still in my like rotation. He's on it a lot less, though. It's not like it was it wasn't like I was bumping him before, like before the trial, which again I'm guilty of. I knew he was guilty, and I just was like, Well, entertainment, like he got off, you know what I'm saying? There's but white people get off too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was saying to myself. I was yeah. just like, whatever, justice justice uh, gets away from this community all the time. So why not? But it was wrong. In my opinion, my bad. I'm not trying to say everybody's wrong. But uh, yeah, again, it shouldn't take away from the art per se, but it makes you look at it differently. It makes you say, say to yourself, wow, this guy was like this the whole time. Um, I, this might be a bad example, but there's other songs too, by the way, that are like all into grooming and if you look at the person, like, on the side, you're just like, wow, that makes sense, this guy. And what you just said was in the documentary, too, Nate, that the Black community accepts that a lot because that happened a lot. There were a lot of forced marriages. There were a lot of people that were, and including my dad's side of the family. He's talked about it, too. That was not, Cliff, again, I don't think it should be, like, wrong because there's many cultures that like, you know, do different age ranges, which I don't agree because most scientists say that your brain is fully developed at 25. Most, most of the major scientists say that you're, uh, so like people that are, and I've heard my other family members and even my own family, my own family, there's like a 20 year difference on some of them. So it's not like I don't agree with, as long as it's legal, as long as you're like over 18, (laughs) go. 
But people that like play with fire, like 14 year olds and you're like 19, no matter what the sex gender is, I think that's kind of gross. I think that's kind of gross. I don't, um, they're not, they're not fully able. Like if you're just having fun, whatever. Like I, I not, not the, not the predatory, sorry, not, not the <laughs> pedophilia. Sorry. I meant like, as long as you enjoy like, it, as long as you enjoy bad, it. It's okay. Sorry. I, I did like a little Mary, uh, what's, what's her name? Mary Miller. Um, no, I meant, <laughs> no, I meant, and of course you can splice it any way you want, but I meant that um, if you're in the legal range and if they're younger in the legal range, sometimes that even looks a little weird. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, and even if you're going for a geriatrics, let's say that like you're 21 and you're making out with a 90 year old societal, there's nothing wrong with it. It just meant like in society terms, we all look at it funny. Those are fine. Even though they're weird, those are fine. When it becomes illegal, that's when I feel like you're going into psychological territory. You're going into trauma. And that lasts forever. Like, yeah, you may be thinking that like you're having fun with this like 15 year old, 16 year old, but to be honest, you're probably damaging that person for life. Like you're probably like that, those experiences, they're, they're too young for they, they, they haven't gotten to that stage. They're not doing it with peers. They're not doing it with people. They understand. They don't, they don't even understand it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like I've gotten, and I don't want to get too far into it, but the person did have a point when I was in the trans conversation about the dress and stuff like that. I, I don't think that you should like be like, oh, these people don't exist. There's boys that like, you know, wear dresses. But I don't think you need to get down to the nitty gritty to what a parent needs to explain. Like, well, you know, the reason why Jimmy's wearing this dress, but you don't need to do all that. Like Jimmy likes to rock, rock a dress. That's it. Let the parents explain that later. I, that part I agree. But as far as all this, it's hard to separate the artist when literally all his music was contributing to being the Pied Piper. That's another red flag. The Pied Piper was exactly that too. Doing a flute and uh, having young kids freaking follow him. So this guy was just out in the open, and he yeah. even in the documentary they said that he just he just he he was committing crimes right in the open. And because the black community, oh the the high school thing too, they said that's a huge thing in high. I didn't know that by the way. In Chicago, yes, like just people waiting. That's gross. That's gross. Like that, just is, that, that is a lot of places. Oh, and and again, not to say that it's correct. Way. Because my mom, my mom didn't play that shit. Like, yeah, but it's thank because you, it was you. known. So it was you. You're you get out of school at what time? You're walking home. You should be walking in my front yeah. door. Guys. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I say the other adults that were like a part of this scheme and knew what was going on, like they have to be held accountable too. Of course. I know that am I saying that R. Kelly is right? No, you didn't. That's just no, no, we didn't. Um, I don't know. For me, though, it's just perception, I guess, and like understanding. I listen to a lot of music that probably is not good music, but it's just music to me. And it does say a lot about who he was and his mindset and all that shit. But for me, when I listen to Seems Like You're Ready, I'm not thinking of... (laughs) Inappropriate, you know, my mindset is some mess. I think about American Beauty, I think of Kevin Spacey. I understand, and I understand what everybody is saying and everybody's points, but you know, it's just I feel like it's a a a person to person thing. Like, I think that you know, it's really sad because, and and this is because of what I do. I feel like psychologically, there's something wrong with Robert, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah. You know, yes. like and so, there was even people. There were even people, fans at his trial, and they were they were young teens, they were grown women, 
and they were it was literally like it was a concert like i don't think i i would be exaggerating if i said that they threw their panties on at, like at the at the court stand like a, like on stage but i'm pretty sure they did do that <laughs> uh, they probably didn't catch it on camera but i'm like wow that's what it looked like it looked like pandemonium it looked like a michael jackson concert and that's another thing i can't listen uh, one of my favorite songs even though he was acquitted and there's like questionable evidence on all that um, I can't listen to pretty young thing like as as enthusiastic as I used to. Who is this person, J.R. Bleed? Like, we oh, he's my neighbor. Know. He's my neighbor and my we friend. That his music is sexual. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when I listen to it, I'm not thinking of underage people. I'm thinking of yeah. able-bodied, grown. Yeah. Like, I'm not into young people. So when I listen to it, yeah. although I know <laughs> Robert is a pedophile, I am not. So when I'm listening yeah. to the music, I'm thinking of people like me so yeah you're you're and able we, to separate it you're able right, to separate it right. some people aren't and i think i think you know i think at the end of the day both things are okay you know right, i personally right. can't at this point but i'm i'm not knocking um you know somebody who you know he's not saying that either look yeah he's saying he's not saying that he's not saying that you're like co-signing it necessarily no, yeah, just saying, i'm just making yeah. sure because i don't want it to be misconstrued one way <laughs> or the other i am not saying that that shit is okay that's yeah, not yeah. what i'm saying yeah. at all because it's I mean, my man griggy got you wrong too so you know what I mean? i'm glad you clarified <laughs> you know <laughs> but listen <laughs> I believe I could die. You heard he, he's suing. He's right. suing. He's suing. You heard they put him on suicide watch and he got mad. He's like, you only put me on suicide watch because I'm famous. And he's trying to sue the Brooklyn uh, prison now. You see this bullshit? Oh Jerry Epstein over here. Crazy. Definitely. We didn't cover that, by the way. We don't have to. But like, yeah, hopefully we don't have to go too much into this, but a lot of people are mad that Gishlin Maskwell, she didn't, um, that list didn't get a covered of like pedophilia and, and the pedophiles. I'm not a lawyer, but I am about to take the, I, I, I did take the LSAT and I am trying to get into law. And from lawyers that I have talked to, they said that is silly. You are asking for trouble when you do that. When you are listing those names, yes, you're, you're outing those people, you're outing those celebrities, but you're also making it dangerous for the victims. You're making them more accessible. You're making them like, you know, have to answer questions and because they're going to link that, they're link that to the victims. So people to have that, that um, I want them to be exposed. Don't get me wrong. I want them to be exposed, but not at behest of the victim. So that's why there's lawyers. That's why there's a judicial system. That's why there's guardians and stuff like that, because you can't just be like justice. And then the person that's supposed to be receiving the justice doesn't get the justice because you wanted your own justice. So. Yeah, no, no, I definitely hit that. And real quick, guys, both of you guys react to this uh, comment, and then yes, we'll sir. move on to the last. We'll power through the last couple of things. Quick. Uh, go ahead, Janae. You got this. Our Kelly got more time than Maxwell. What do you think about that? He got busted? What happened to Maxwell? Am I no, just, no, 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 not Maxwell the singer. Ghislaine Maxwell. Epstein's Epstein. Oh, Maxwell. well, I just said Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm thinking like, fortunate. Right. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? No, not Maxwell. I was gonna go Not Maxwell. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. him. I grew up with Maxwell, and he would never. Right. right. What do you think about that though? She got 30, he got 20. What's your quick thoughts on that, both of y'all, then, so we can move Actually, on? I don't know. Well, don't we get, know we're approaching an hour. I don't know why that happened, to be honest. 
no, I do no black, black in America. No there you go. <laughs> no, no comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, race. I, I, I say it's a mixture. I think it's more power based because of the connection she had. But I think there's probably a little race involved as well. But I think it's more the connections to government more than anything. You know. Well, there's statistics that back that up. That mandatory sentences usually come for people of power. I mean, sorry, power of color. And um, it's weird because she's a woman too, but she's a white woman, so obviously justice um, is according to that too. And she like, got and like uh, he was saying, connections as well. Yeah. Wait, but actually, we're, we're, we're taking a weird stance on that actually because R. Kelly got less. So actually, it's kind of like the opposite. Or she got twenty. He got he got thirty. Oh no no okay right okay so we're right okay yeah I want to make sure. But, that, that but that's what I'm saying. That's why mandatory sentencing is stupid. It should be according to the crime. They judges yeah, use it lazily, and it was right. a racist tactic to begin with. So it's a terrible tactic. Right. They used it to throw in black children anytime they wanted to, and yeah. now it backfires even in these situations because you're just like hold up what happened here. So that's right. why it's just it's a bad rule altogether. Moving on to more tabloidy stuff. <laughs> and it's weird because you I was watching that. Oh, am I am I on two spots? All good. Uh I was watching something. Oh, I was watching Stranger Things, and they were watching a TV program, and he and the father goes, Man, I can't tell the tabloids. And this is like the 80s. I can't tell the tabloids from the news anymore. So the same thing with the the, the government. We were talking about the 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 line between private. Uh, basically, Ron, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron, Ron Swanson. I have the the pop doll. <laughs> Rob Swanson. <laughs> he wants everything. He wants government totally out of the picture. Wants it totally out of the picture. But we can't tell what's like the National Choir anymore, or what's going on in the White House. The they have that show, The Circus. I think it's on Showtime, and they also have my cartoon president. I watched that a few times actually. <laughs> I had to stop watching because I was like, wow, this is too real. I was like, this is literally what's happening. Like, we're, I'm laughing at this, but at the same time, he's destroying the country while I'm laughing at this. I was like, no, no, I need to watch the real thing. So anyway, Secret Service. Um, So we have, uh, her name is, so she's a White House aide. So during January 6th, uh, we had those riots. And he has a White House aide that came forward and tried to substantiate a claim that he wanted to go back to the riots and lead it where that was the violence that transpired later. Um, he not only wanted to turn back that, but he took like a secret serviceman that was driving or the driver and like he lunged at his neck and, and there was like a bunch of back and forth exchange saying like advising him not to do that. So what is officially confirmed is that exchange happened as far as like, no, Trump, don't go back. Where it gets blurry where there's two or two sides or, but to be honest, it's one side because only one side testified. Say, but I'll get there. So this Hutchinson woman, she testified and she said all this happened. She said that Trump tried to get violent with the person that tried to stop him. And so now after she testified, right after she testified, Fox News reported that the secret serviceman involved in that, in that vehicle when that was happening um, they attest that they say that that didn't happen. They said that, yes, a lot of people were advising Trump not to go back. We all agreed on that. But as far as the physical, as far as him lunging at someone's neck, they're saying that didn't happen. And I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm not even saying that I agree with Hutchinson, but me, I, Cliff knows this. I'm a more technical person. I'm more like, 
I do believe in a gray area, but I do believe that there are facts. I don't believe that there are absolute facts, but I'm going to believe someone who testified. I'm going to believe someone that put their neck on the line. Perjury is real. <laughs> perjury yeah. is, a, it took out a president. It impeached Bill Clinton. Your perjury is real. They will take you out with perjury. A secret serviceman, first of all, I'm an Obama, I'm an Obama fan. I'm not afraid of that. I'm not ashamed of that. And nobody's perfect. But his secret serviceman, I actually went to the country where it happened. I went to the city, um, Cartagena. And his secret serviceman, they went through a whole big issue. And Obama barely had any issues, but his secret serviceman did. And they went to, basically, they went to a strip club. And a bunch of nasty things happened. A bunch of legal things happened. And they lied about it for months. For months. And, and we had to, like, we had to uncover that. The media had to uncover that for that truth to come out. So I don't believe secret servicemen, especially secret servicemen. So yes, Hutchinson may be lying, but go on the go on the stand and show that. Don't go to Fox News. One of my conservative friends was like, "See, see, she lied." I'm like, "But the people that you're believing are not testifying, and they and they haven't set up anything to testify." This was has been a week by now uh, since they claimed this. By the way, where why are they not testifying? Where is this at? But to one more to end this for me at least, uh, and then you guys contribute. Uh, they did say that nobody reached out, by the way. So Congress, they're saying that Congress did not reach out to them. But again, what's taking so long to rebut this? If you have information to show that she's a liar, what's taking so long? Why are we not booking this yet? Why are you not testifying? That's my only question. To be honest, there's it's internal. I probably don't have those answers because Congress is the only one that has that. But that's my take on it. So you feel like it since they aren't testifying that it didn't happen? That it did happen. In my opinion, most people don't do that, by the way. They take whatever information and whoever they believe, they run with it. But if they both didn't testify, yes, I could, you, could, you could blame me for being more subjective. You could bl blame me and be like, well, you're just choosing sides. Yes, you're correct. But me, when that happens, if someone didn't testify, I'm going to lean towards someone that testified. I'm going to lean on someone that that risked more than the person that just goes to a journalist. She's lying. We could all do that. We could all just be like, oh, whoever testified, our, he's lying. But no, unless you go on the stand, unless you do the proper procedures, which are not even that proper. We just show that the, the courts are slanted towards white people. But like in a utopian world, if it actually did work out the way they're supposed to. <laughs> Um, you're supposed to believe the test. You're supposed to be uh, believe the person that testified over the person that's not a credible witness, in my opinion. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get through this one pretty quick, I guess. You know, we're getting towards an hour anyway. Listen, like Trump, don't like Trump. Do you really think he's not capable of losing his temper and going to grab someone by the throat? I, 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 I you know, this isn't a mild mannered dude. I believe if, if it didn't happen exactly the way she said, I believe it very possible it did happen in some capacity. But I will say this. It doesn't hurt the people who love him. It's not going to make the people who love him love him less. It's going to make them love him more, you know. And me as like a street dude a little bit, I like, like I, 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 it's unprofessional and unstatesman. But I'm also like, oh, that's gangster, you know. <laughs> I knew Cliff would like that. I knew it. <laughs> And I don't like him. I'm not a Trump guy at all. I have a fuck Trump video from before he got elected. <laughs> but at the same time, God damn, the president choking someone out in the limo? I don't know. I like it a bit. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. 
So in that you same know? breath, but actually, let me ask Nay. Do you have anything to say? It's it's not that we're moving on. This kind of like this like this story with Giuliani kind of adds to it. And I'm going to ask you a question: if, whether you have something to contribute or not. Um, I think he did it. I, I it's very believable. Um, the okay. fact, and then I kind of that's why I was asking you, like, oh, do you think that it's not true with them not testifying? It it that is a logical standpoint, like go ahead and say, like, if, you know, give your account, why not testify? If you have something different to say, let's go ahead and get it out here. But to just be like, oh no, that didn't happen. It's like, okay, well, I'm more inclined to believe that it did. Yeah. And it's called the incredible bleed. You can't just, yeah. If everybody just sounded off and be like, you're wrong, you're right, you're wrong. And nobody had anything tied to it. Same thing with journalism. A lot of people don't believe in the media. Okay. That's great. But like, I'm not just going to go to any random site and believe it. To be honest, yes, I'm going to go to the devil that I know. And yes, the media is the devil that I know. And I know people in the industry. I worked in it. Yes, there are people. I've been in those meetings, actually, where I thought that they were about the lie to just push a shut. And I've come and I've I've been in. But that's why I believe in it, because I know there's people like me in those meetings, too, where I go, dude, like that looks like a flat out lie. Like, why would you report that? Like that? That's why they come at us all the time when you report this kind of stuff. So there are people in there like me so that's why i believe in these systems same thing with government same thing with like other entities i i always think that there's going to be a balance that shows up and that will try to rectify things my question to you is the same thing with giuliani and and actually it's a question to you too cliff keep that same energy so you like that from a president do you think that's correct from an ordinary citizen so obviously we hyperbold it a little bit so let's get to the giuliani story real quick in staten island he's not from staten island but he's is from new york and is very I'm from Staten Island. I'm from Staten Island, by there the way. You go, Staten Italy. And yeah, so yeah, you yeah. would think that he'd be a fan favorite over there. They were a bit, like during COVID, they were one of like the like they basically were a red state. Like they basically operated junior. Sorry, we're gonna move on. We didn't. Well, 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 we, 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 just real quick, real quick, real quick. just to validate him, just to validate Junior for one second. If you hear from the Secret Service and their um uh, testimony is somewhat believable. Would yeah. you modify your opinion? Okay, and that's all that matters. I Would think. I modify my opinion? No, I will. No. And that sounds no wrong, matter what. That's not good. The yeah, same thing, good. But, the same, but that doesn't change <laughs> that he tried to go back. Does it add like a yeah. little sugar to it? Sure, mm-hmm. great. Okay. She lied about that. But does that okay. change any facts that he tried to go back? That he emboldened these people? That he like tried to rile them up? No. And you're okay. right. Hearing both sides, we'll then bring your side. Don't just call right. it out. Testify like she did. Put your marbles on the line. Don't just say it. Put yeah. your life on the line. Put like you Let's going to jail out. for lying because she can go to jail for lying. You can't by just going to Fox News and stating your opinion. Anyway, down to Giuliani. So Giuliani had a confrontation and it's weird because I don't think anybody should be violent. Uh, but like, but these guys have done really, even the Supreme Court, I don't believe anybody should be violent. But the things that they have done to people's lives. Like, they have put so many things in jeopardy. That's how politics was before, by the way. When politics first started uh, in the Greek times, it was they went into politics. They became a senator or a congressman. And then they went right back. They were farmers. They went right back. There was there was literally term limits. It wasn't really term limits. There wasn't that many people voting. So they would they would rotate them out much quicker now. Now we have corrupted the system so much that we have lifetime members in these seats. And so we have barely any changes to any personnel. 
So when it comes to this, so I don't agree with people being violent, but if you're going to make society so convenient, again, it's not going to be me being violent, but uh, you can't, you can't be, you can't expect people not to throw hands. Like you, you just tried to overthrow their election. <laughs> you just tried to do a military coup. In other countries, you get killed for that. In in Turkey, they're still trying to find Innis Cantor. Over there, they tried to do a coup, and even though I don't like uh, Adrogenon, the the leader, the, some people call him a dictator, but he's he's in a NATO country, so it's so hard to call a NATO country a dictatorship. But um, when people tried to overthrow his government, he's still coming after them. There's people in the U.S. that have U.S. citizenship, and his cantor, he's a basketball player. Um, he's still trying to get him. Over here, there is a patch of people that are celebrating it. <laughs> They're celebrating an election that they thought was rigged. And in order for them to get it back, they had to storm the Capitol to do that. I can only imagine if people that were aligned with Obama, I can only imagine if that ever happened. But just, just for, just for an additive to that, the dude um, was reacting to the abortion decision. Yes. That was so the abortion decision. You're correct. And a lot of people, and this is where lamestream media comes in. He patted him on the back. He didn't like pat him like friendly either. But he was just like he was being stern. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, hey, yo, I, good job with the abortion, freaking." Uh, and we could all like do a little voiceover if we want. But um, he yeah, said, "What's up, scumbag?" He's and like, I would be scared up, too. Scumbag? I would be. And, and to be honest, Giuliani hyped it up too. He was like, "If I wasn't as as healthy as I am, I I, I would have fell over and hurt myself." So everybody hyped it up. We're all. I'm from Queens. I know what hype men are. Um, yeah. We all did it, but that's where we are. We're so hyper-partisan. We're all ready to just jump and be like, no, I believe the people that said they attacked him. No, I believe the people that said that, like, um, that you, that, like, oh, it doesn't matter what I decide, but let other people decide. What What do you guys Look think? at her rubbing his back. <laughs> right. This clip is, like, tripping me out because <laughs> it's so comical. Like, people are so exaggerated. Should he have put his hand on them? Of course not. Like, but it's not that deep. Like, if I would have been standing there and saw this and somebody would have asked me, like, oh, do you think he was assaulted? No, like, he didn't assault him. He just was being a jerk and, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, that's just like someone shooting a finger, like a sarcastic, you know, just, I don't know. People get so... I feel like if he wouldn't have said the scumbag piece, this would not have been taken that way. It wouldn't have been an assault if he would have just been like, hey, what's up? Because people do I, that all the time. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's a good you point. Like if, he, if he would have slapped him with that exact force and said, hey, what's up, buddy? It definitely would not have been considered assault. Um, I know they, they, they dropped it down to misdemeanor now, so they did drop the charges down a bunch, which is, you know, which is a good thing, but it's, I mean, it'll get dropped it, it, at the end of the day. It's going to get dropped. The, the only problem I have with it, this is my only problem. And I hate Giuliani. I grew up in New York. I got the shit kicked out of me by cops because of Giuliani 10, 15 times, seen other people get beat up, bloodied, abused by cops because of Giuliani. My only issue is he's old as he's old as dirt. I don't like the old man getting slapped on his back. If it was like a young politician, I wouldn't even have 1% of issue with it. To be honest with you, I believe violence you know, it's all right every once in a while. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but, uh, but yeah, that's my only issue. He's an old man. I might have been like, "Come on, bro." Even, even me who hates Giuliani, I might have checked him a little bit. Be like, "Come on, bro." 
Students people are people are going to be crazy no matter what. So they're always going to be those crazies out there, those fanatics. Even John Lennon, like a fan, uh, killed him. So like you can't, right? You can't rule with fear. But there is a good T-shirt, in my opinion. It says, um, "Make politicians, uh, uh, what's make politicians work like they're afraid again." Mm. And again, I don't think it should be violence, but like they shouldn't be making some of these decisions just based on their their patch of constituencies, their constituencies. They should be looking at the overall scape of things, in my opinion. They should be over so that when there are people with collateral damage that it affects, for instance, if you have a moral code and you don't believe in gays and you don't believe them serving in the military. Great. That's a great personal thing of yours. But when you vote for people that actually make that happen. And they don't get to make their patriotic duty and go fight in wars, which I don't believe in wars, but I think we should all have the opportunity to die. <laughs> and mm. so, yeah. So when you do that and you like just have it all muddied, it's not good for anybody. It's never good for anybody. So, again, I don't think you should condemn anybody for the way they vote, but you definitely can take it personally when they do those type of things that affect your life so directly. For instance, as a woman, I'm not a woman, so I can't like really express it the way you can, Nay. But if I was like, if I had to like move to another state or I had to do all these other like things just for the choice, no matter what you believe in the thing, like for me personally, I don't really believe in abortion. Like I would try to work it out where like I would try to be an adult about it. But, but as far as like choices, eh, that's not my, like my, my thing. It's not everybody else's thing. My situation is not, and especially being a male, it's definitely not the, the person that's actually going through it. So my thing is you should, if I want to get into politics, so that's where I'll cap it off. I'm not going to be afraid to make policies that I need to make to the people that I want to represent. But I'm also going to keep in mind the people that I don't represent. That's my last part. I'm also going to keep that in mind so that I can try to avoid those situations. You can't, you can't avoid those. They're going to be fanatics. But where you can, you can minimize them just a little bit by not pissing everybody off. That's my right. point. I agree. I agree. I, I think that's Trump's main negative, regardless, love him or hate him. I think the main problem what he did wrong was he never stopped only speaking to his constituents. You know, you can try to please your constituents without completely demonizing and ignoring the other side. And I think that was his biggest mistake. If he would have just started talking to everybody once he was elected or took those moments like George Floyd and said something that talked to both sides a little bit more. You know, talk to the cops, talk to authority. We need authority in this country for sure. But also talk to the people that are at times disproportionately affected by authority, you know. And unfortunately, we're a polarized country. And hopefully over time that could change. But I don't have a lot of faith in that, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, that's our last topic. Nay, you want to you want to uh, cap us off? In regards to that? <laughs> or just anything you don't any it's final, any final thoughts from nay like give me some nay final thoughts whatever they might be you know what i mean final thoughts okay. just just to wrap up everything that we kind of talked about here today um it was great it was great i enjoyed the conversation thank you guys for the the being able to openly say how i feel and, and speak my truth a little bit um in regards to miss Brittany, like hopefully they're able to figure some shit out and, and get her back home. Like, I think that you, you know, just her being over there and not being able to speak to her family, it's just, it's crazy. And then the time that she's looking at behind that, you know, and, and, and what speaks more to that is just coming up with a better way that our athletes, female athletes don't have to 
travel to these other places to try and make money. Like they should be able to be paid right here where they are from. Um, the R. Kelly thing, you know, I hope while he's in there that he gets some psychological help. Um, cause his mental health is definitely fucked. And I hope he gets murdered. I hope he gets murdered and his songs are still good, but I hope he gets murdered. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a father. He is a father. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Of two girls, three in general, two, three in total, two girls. You know what I, mean? I feel you. Mental health matters, guys. Uh, mental health definitely matters. Um, politics. Mm, not much to say there other than this country fucking sucks. And there's that. It's been great. <laughs> so so just so everybody knows that's still in chat, we're going to be trying to keep this show to an hour, an hour and change. You know, this way we could clip it up easy. This way we don't get too redundant. You know, we're going to try not to beat subjects into the ground, have open dialogue. You know, as you can see from the show, all different opinions, which I love, you know, different people agreed with different things and different portions of things. And uh, like Griggy said, he loves the open dialogue. And I think that's a, you know, a thing that's missing in this country. And I think more shows like this can benefit the country. So, Vin, you wrap it up and then we'll, we'll finish. You better wake up, listen up and keep up with Still Insane, Nay and Cliff over and out, homies. Much love, everybody. Next Sunday, 11 a.m., come have some brunch with us. Love mm. y'all. Sorry, P.